Many of us probably are familiar with the iconic Marilyn Monroe. So Marilyn Monroe is this iconic figure of what the world saw as beauty. And we all know that Marilyn Monroe, when she got to the end of her life, she died in tragedy. She died on her bed alone with the phone in her hands, naked, and a bunch of drugs all around her. She died broken and sad and empty and alone. And if you know anything about her life, you know that from the time that she was young, she was used by people. She was used by Hollywood, she was used by men, she was used by the industry. And she was doing an interview once, and they asked her about herself, and, and they asked her the question, are you good? And she responded, I am good. I'm not an angel. I do sin, but I'm not the devil. I am just a small girl living in a big world, trying to find someone to love. She spent her whole life trying to find someone to love. And in the end, it seems she never found it. And I think the reason is that someone that she was seeking to love was God. God was the one that would be able to fulfill her deepest desires. But she never knew that. She was never told that. She was never helped to see this wonderful God that you and I love so much. St. Augustine, before his conversion, he had a phrase that many people are familiar with. He would often say, give me chastity and continence, but not yet. That was his prayer while he was still wrestling um, away from God and trying to find love in all the wrong places. And we know his beautiful poem, Late Have I Loved You. Late have I loved you, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were with me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you. And my unloveliness, I plunged into lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. And then he talks about his conversion as he continues on. You called, you shouted, you broke through my deafness, you flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me, I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you, now I hunger and thirst for you. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. St. Augustine discovered the first commandment, to love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul. And I, I want to stop with the first commandment because I think so often we jump to the second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. It's the second commandment, so it's important, but it's not as important as the first commandment. And it's funny because I'll often when I go to the grade schools, I'll ask the children, what's the first commandment? And you know what they always say? Love your neighbor as yourself. They get it wrong. And I think we, when we get it wrong, that has devastating consequences on us. If we turn to other people for our love and we, we're not totally in love with God the Father, that can destroy us. In 2002, I was... Uh, first year in the seminary and I went to Toronto to see John Paul II at World Youth Day in Toronto 
And the, one of the final lines of his homily was, um, was this line that I'm going to read to you, but he was speaking to these teens. So I want you to think about John Paul II speaking to these teens who they're trying to figure out who they are, they're trying to figure out who their friends are, they're trying to figure out what to do with their sexuality, they're trying to figure out what God is calling them to in life. And he says to them, we are not the sum of our weaknesses. We are not, uh, let me read it again, I'm sorry. We are not the sum of our weaknesses, but we are the sum of the Father's love for us. So it's the Father's love for us that makes us who we are. But I think something really terrible happens if we forget about the first commandment and we move quickly on to the second. I've never seen anything explode quite so quickly on, me, on the social media as uh, the words from the Holy Father the other day. Did you guys hear about, um, hear about that on the news or anything? So the Holy Father was talking about um, civil unions and, and it, it, um, kind of endorsing civil unions and it exploded on social media. And there's all this confusion now. Is he changing the church teachings? Is he not? Um, what's causing this confusion? And I think what's causing confusion in our society, our society who equates same-sex union with marriage, and we all know that marriage is, is the sacrament, that's the ideal of God's love for us. But what causes all the hurt and the brokenness and the disillusionment and uh, misunderstanding of what, what God means for love? It's ultimately that we put loving others or being in love with others ahead of loving God. Because when we're in love with God, that allows us to, to truly live the lives that God calls us to be. And I think it's important that, that we all know, that you know, that from the moment of your conception, you were loved into this world by God. St. Catherine of Siena said, I have loved you without being myself loved, without any consideration of myself whatsoever. God says to her, for I loved you without being loved by you. Before you existed, it was indeed love that moved me to create you to my own image and, sim and uh, similitude. Thomas Kempis once said, of all those who are dear to you, let him be your special love. Let all things be loved for the sake of Jesus, but Jesus for his own sake. Jesus Christ must be loved alone with a special love for he alone of all friends is good and faithful. I think it's important to ask us, is the first commandment first for us? Do we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our being, all of our strength? St. John Vianney once said, I love you, my God, and my only desire is to love you until the last breath of my life. I love you, oh my infinitely lovable God, and I would rather die loving you than live without loving you. I love you, Lord, and the only grace I ask is to love you eternally. My God, if my tongue cannot say in every moment that I love you, I want my heart to repeat it to you as often as I breathe. St. Clair of Assisi said, we become what we love and we love what shape, and, and who we love shapes what we become. If we love things, we become a thing. If we love nothing, we become nothing. Imitation is not a literal mimicking of Christ. Rather, it means becoming the image of the beloved, 
and an image disclosed through transformation, this means we are to become God's vessel in compassion for others. So I go back to the question of what the Holy Father said. And I go back to the question really of what the church says about all love and what the church calls each and every one of us to from our baptism. The primary call for us is to love God with all of our hearts, all of our mind, all of our soul. What happens when we don't? What happens when God is not first in our life? I think we, like Marilyn Monroe, would be drawn to people and things that would never bring us what God wants to bring us to. The church places great expectations on us, sometimes expectations that seem absurd, right? So today we celebrate Priesthood Sunday. And um, I love being a priest. I know my brother priests love being a priest. But one of the things that is always perplexing for people is the idea of celibacy. They say, why can't priests get married? Well, the reality is we're supposed to be so in love with God that he is our, our, our primary form of loving. Some people may, may say, how can a teenager go their whole teenage years and be a virgin? How is it possible? It's only possible if God is loved with all their heart, mind, and soul. How does a widow survive when their spouse dies, when a husband or wife dies? How do they survive? It's only by loving God with all their heart, mind, and soul. And if we don't have this love for God, love for others simply doesn't make sense. And finally, I just want to read a poem by Charles de Foucault. And the poem is about abandoning ourselves into God's love. So as I read this, I just want it to be a prayer for me and a prayer for you. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me whatever you will. Whatever you do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all of my love of my heart, for I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. I'd like to end this homily just by asking you the question. Do you live the first commandment? Do you love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul? And if you've never told it to God before, I just invite you to tell him, I love you. Look to God the Father and say, I love you with all my heart, mind, and soul. I'm in love with you. Say it to Jesus, say it to the Holy Spirit so that we can truly live out this first commandment. And when we do, life becomes a wonderful adventure. When we're in love with God, these other loves don't seem to be so important, don't seem to matter as much, and we can sacrifice them and we can let them go for the love of God.